Okay, it's uh, it's been a pretty disappointing week, particularly when it comes to certain important issues, hugely important issues like voting rights. So what can possibly explain Joe Manchin's and Kirsten Sinema's votes on Wednesday to support Jim Crow voter discrimination laws designed to defeat members of their own party? Why did they create a false narrative that the legislation had to be bipartisan when everyone, including them, they knew bipartisanship was impossible? Why did they argue they could not support changing the filibuster rules when only last month they voted for an exception to the filibuster rules that allowed the debt ceiling and the debt ceiling legislation to pass with only Democratic votes? Why had they co-sponsored voting rights legislation and then voted to kill the legislation they sponsored, thereby supporting every state voter suppression law and every state election sabotage law enacted last year that would have been overridden by their own legislation? Why has Manchin supported the talking filibuster in the past? He, he voted for it in the Senate in 2011, yet vote against it Wednesday. Why did these two Democratic senators join the Trump big lie crusade to suppress the vote and undermine the fairness, honesty, and credibility of elections in the United States? Well, I'm here to tell you. In, in past weeks and months, I've suggested that the answer to these questions is found in all the corporate money that's been flowing into their campaign coffers. As I've watched the two very closely over the past several weeks, and I've spoken with elected officials on Capitol Hill, as well as Hill staffers, I've come to the conclusion that this is not it, or at least not all of it. So let me give you a little background here. The corporate money ex explanation leaves out the single biggest factor affecting Almost all national politics, uh, politicians I've dealt with, and that's particularly true of Manchin and Cinema, and it goes by one word, ego. You see, before January, almost no one outside West Virginia had ever heard of Joe Manchin, and almost no one outside of Arizona, and probably a few within Arizona, had ever heard of Kirsten Cinema. Now, they're notorious. They're Washington celebrities. Their photos grace every major news source, outlet in America. That sort, of that sort of attention is addictive. Once it seeps into the bloodstream, it becomes an all-consuming force. I've seen politicians become totally intoxicated by it. I, I'm not talking simply about power, although power is certainly part of it. I'm talking about narcissism the primal force driving so much of modern America, but whose essence is concentrated in certain locales, such as Wall Street, Hollywood, and the nation's capital, particularly the Senate. Once addicted, the pathologically narcissistic politician becomes petty in the extreme, taking every slight as a deep personal insult. I'm told that Manchin asked Biden's staff not to blame him for the delay of Build Back Better and was then infuriated when Biden suggested Manchin bore some of the responsibility. You want to understand why Manchin stabbed Biden in the back, one House member told me? Because he's so pissed off at Ron Klain. Ron Klain is Biden's chief of staff. 
A big enough slight played out on the national stage can also ironically fuel a pathologically narcissistic senator. I mean, several people on the Hill who have watched cinema at close range since she became a senator tell me she relished all the negative attention she got in the media when she very theatrically voted against increasing the minimum wage. And since then, thrills at her burgeoning reputation as a deal breaker. The Senate is not the world's largest deliberative body, but it is the world's most concentrated stew of egos battling for attention. Every senator believes he or she has what it takes to be president. Most believe they're far more competent than whomever occupies the Oval Office. Yet out of 100 senators, there are only a handful of interviews on the Sunday talk shows, only one or two feature stories in leading media about a senator, very limited opportunities to be lampooned on SNL, and a very few shots at the presidency. Again and again, I've watched legislation, good legislation, important legislation, sink because particular senators didn't feel they were getting enough credit or not enough personal attention from a president or insufficient press attention or unwanted press attention or that another senator, sometimes, very often in fact, from the same party, was getting too much attention. Barack Obama didn't enjoy glad-handing senators, even though he got to the presidency through that august body, which proved a huge handicap when it came to legislating. Bill Clinton would talk to any senator on the phone late at night, any hour, but Clinton had too much confidence in his own charm to get individual senators or to give them the ego boosts they wanted, thereby rubbing the most narcissistic of them the wrong way. For example, Nebraska Senator Bob Kerry, you remember him, voted against Clinton's health care plan because he wanted more attention. New York Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan voted against it because he didn't feel he was consulted adequately on its content. Some senators get so wacky in the limelight that they can't function without it. Trump had that effect on Republicans. I remember when Lindsey Graham was almost a normal human being. And then Trump directed a huge amp of national attention his way, and Graham was transmogrified into a bizarro creature who'd say anything Trump wanted in order to keep that attention coming. Now, obviously, not all attention, not all senators are egomaniacs. I, I have had and had the good fortune to work with the late Paul Wellstone, for example, who was always eager to give others credit while being the first to take any blame. Uh, I'm enormously impressed with Angus King, who seems old enough and wise enough to have his ego thoroughly under control. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are both laser-focused on policy. But Manchin and Cinema embody the worst aspects of pathological senatorial narcissism and the addiction that goes with it. After they first got the national spotlight, the only way they could remain there has been to shaft American democracy.